When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Our Minds is a podcast about the teenage experience, made by teens for teens. There's a lot on our minds, and talking about it helps. On Our Minds Season 4 is produced by PBS NewsHour Student Reporting Labs in collaboration with KUOW's Radioactive Youth Media. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ask Lisa, a podcast to help people understand the psychology of parenting, now in the midst of a pandemic. Psychologist Dr. Lisa Damore, author of two New York Times best-selling parenting books, takes your questions. And I'm co-host Rena Ninen, a journalist and mom of two. Some of what we talk about comes from raising children ourselves. Most of the time, I'll be getting answers to your parenting questions. So send your questions to AskLisa at drlisademore.com. Episode 49, Should My Teen Socialize with Unvaccinated Friends? It's starting to feel a little bit more like fall now. We are transitioning mm-hmm. from summer. Pumpkin spice season, as we call it in totally, Ohio. Totally pumpkin spice season already. You know, we are we have this annual pumpkin carnival, and we're able to do it this year, which is so exciting. And I'm also hopeful that we'll get vaccines for kids under 12 by the end of the year, waiting on that. We got a question in from a listener who was talking about socializing with unvaccinated friends and what to do. It's such a good letter. Dear Dr. Lisa, I've listened to almost all of your shows and look forward to them every single week. I'm dealing with a circumstance which I know many other parents are probably grappling with. What to do when a teen's close friend is not vaccinated? My daughter's almost 13. She's an only child, but very, very extroverted, gregarious, and loves people. And this last year with remote schooling has been very difficult for her. We've kept her isolated for the first part of the pandemic as my husband is in a high-risk category and we did not want to expose further risk. As soon as she was permitted, we vaccinated her and resumed a pretty normal life thereafter with visits with her best friend who she adores. Her friend has not been vaccinated, although she is eligible. Her parents have both been vaccinated, so we're extremely puzzled why she is not. We live in the Deep South where there is a high community infection rate. The friendship has somewhat cooled off as I have not invited her to our house. I am concerned that this will really impact my child who has few friends in the first place. I am terrified about getting COVID, but also very concerned at the loss of the friendship. Our daughter fully comprehends the situation, but I think emotionally it is very tough on her. Any direction or advice would be so welcome. You know, it's so hard because I found in that age group, it's so hard to find friends that you can really connect with. I know. I mean, this letter just, oh, it just, you just feel this so intensely for all parties. You know, you feel this for the parent, you feel this for the kid, you know, about to be 13. You know, if you've got a good buddy at 13, that's a really big deal. Um, It just, 
it feels like version number 743 of, you know, horrible positions in which the mm. pandemic puts families. You so know, it's, just, it's so painful to think through these these particular kinds of scenarios. So what does the mom do right now? Like, what's important? How do you drill down on this issue? Well, the mom has at her disposal an extraordinary asset, which is incredible empathy for her kid. And, you know, not all parents are able to summon as much empathy as this mom can. And this letter just, you know, it just drips with her awareness of how hard this is for her kid, how special this friendship is, how delicate the position they're in happens to be. And if the mom didn't have that, that's where we would start. You know, we would be thinking about how can she find it? Okay, she's got it. So then the question becomes, how can she put that empathy to work? And so the first thing I would have her do, and she's clearly already gotten well down this road, is to really think with her daughter about what this is like and how this feels. And the surgical precision the mom's going to need to do this is to ask those questions and to have that conversation in a way that doesn't make the kid feel like she's doing something wrong or she's in trouble or she can't enjoy the friendship. You know, and that that's the really, you know, that's the very delicate line the mom's going to have to walk. So how do you start that conversation if you're if your child has unvaccinated friends? So I think the way to do it, you know, might be something along the lines of saying, you know, let's say this, let's say this friend's name is um, Harriet. <laughs> I, was, I was like coming up with like names that are no longer in circulation. So it's, you know, clearly yeah. I'm not talking about any kid I know, right? Yeah, that would be a name um, not in circulation. Yeah, not in circulation. Okay, so let's say this friend's name is Harriet. So, so she says to her daughter, you know, we love Harriet and we know you love Harriet. Uh, this vaccination thing, like, it's kind of weird. You know, her folks are vaccinated. She's not. Like, what do you think about that? You know, so something like that that's very clearly, like, I'm just feeling this out. I'm trying to get where you're, you know, sitting with this. And then see what the kid says back. And if the kid says, yeah, no, it's super weird, and everybody's kind of weirded out by it, and I'm starting to accomplish a polite distance from her because, like, I just really want to be safe. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then... That's one conversation, or the kid's done most of the work. If the kid goes, yeah, but mom, <laughs> like she's my close friend, and mm. you know it's so tricky and it's so hard, and don't tell me I can't see her. Mm-hmm. You know that's another mm-hmm. conversation. My sense from the letter is that you're going to get kind of a mix of those of the kid saying, I know, like I love her and I want to hang out with her, but I don't really know what to do, or I don't want to be unsafe, or I don't want to get you guys sick. And so then what the outcome is, now the parent and the kiddo are facing this conflict together. You know, they are a team trying to figure out how to manage this huge dilemma of a dear friend who doesn't feel like an altogether safe choice for hanging out. Mm. You know, it's so interesting, though. I like how you sometimes say when when a parent is struggling – You've, you've mentioned this before. S- toss a question to them. Don't go in there charging saying, no, 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 you can't do this. No, no, no. Throw out an open-ended question. See how they respond. But how do you come up with the solution after you hear what they've said? So I feel like we could um, actually headline this entire season. Like one theme that's coming up a lot is safety. Mm. Um, and, we're you know, it's interesting. It's coming up around drinking. It's coming up around college. It's coming up around all sorts of stuff. And and I, I will say, Rena, I think the reason 
for me, that's such a central issue is, you know, having cared for a lot of kids through a lot of things. If your kid's not safe, nothing else matters. You know, so it really does have that kind of primacy in, in parenting. And then also safety's neutral. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a good or a bad. It's just, you know, you got to be safe. Well, it's a good, you know, but it's yeah. not like, you know, people have opinions about it. Like safe is safe. Yeah. yeah. So, but of course, around the vaccine and COVID, there's not consensus around what's safe. But in this family, there is. So I think the way a parent might start in this is to say, all right, well, the number one priority is safety. Yeah. Your safety, our family's safety. So talk to me about when you're hanging out with Harriet, does it feel safe? Mm. And have start there. And your kid might say, actually, it does. Because if we're indoors, we're both wearing masks and we're at a decent distance from each other. If we're outdoors, we only take off our masks when we're at a decent distance from each other. She's really good about respecting space. I'm really good about minding space. I feel really good about the mask I'm wearing. If your kid happens to be a kid who can really walk you through, again, you know, in a way that you trust is not just happening in the conversation, but is happening also when the kid's away from you, how they are maintaining safety, then the parent might make the assessment of like, all right, you keep hanging out with Harriet, like the benefit to your mental health seems like it outweighs any what sounds like a minimal risk to your physical health. So you let me know if anything changes. So that would be one way. Now, what if you don't get such a reassuring Mm -hmm. thing? So here, I think we go back to the principle of like, well, then blame us, right? Uh If you want to hang out with Harriet and she gets too close or she doesn't wear her mask and you still want to hang out with Harriet, well, then let us be the bad guys in that scenario. Um, Either requiring that you both wear masks or requiring that you only hang out outside or requiring that you hang out outside, you know, at a good distance. Let's make up any rules that will help you to feel better and help us to feel better, but you just blame us for the rules so it doesn't have to be weird between Mm. you and Harriet. Do you find that teens take you up on that, that that's something they actually do? It depends on the kid. I think it really depends on the kid. And and I don't know, there's something about this letter that gives me a feel like this mom gets this kid, this kid uh, gets this mom, yeah. you know, that there's a closeness. Yeah. But I think that would have to factor into the calculations, right? You know, that how much you feel like your kid's got good impulse control, right? So it may even be, it's not even like the kid's being, um, you know, kind of difficult about it, that you know, they just, they may be really impulsive. And so they may be a really super wonderful kid who means to do the right thing. And then, you know, but you also know your kid just like, yeah, they do the right thing until they're not thinking about it anymore. And then it's out of their minds. And suddenly they're like in a dog pile on the, you know, on the floor, no masks with a kid who's unvaccinated. So I think there's a lot of factors that um, you might want to bring in. And so, so say you've got an impulsive kid. So then it may be where the mom says, okay, well, Harriet, it's got to be over here. It's got to be in our backyard where I can see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it's the the piece about it, them being in the South, you know, on the one hand, the rates are very high. On the other hand, the weather will be agreeable for a while longer. You know, so um, that that's, you know, a plus in their in their scenario. Looking at the mental health component and the risk, I think we're at the stage where so many people are looking at the mental health component versus the risk, right? Because there's no such thing as a 0% risk ability at this Mm -hmm. point, right? Mm -hmm. 
So when parents are weighing both, the mental health component, which clearly in this letter this mom gets for her child, versus the risk of catching COVID, do you have any advice on that for parents? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really tough part of the pandemic because what is becoming clear, at least to me, I'd be interested if this is your reading of the news too, is COVID's here to stay. Absolutely. This is part of our lives. And and so we need to get to a place where we feel like we can tolerate the risk that comes with COVID. And, you know, everyone's going to get there in a different way or not get there. But it will come down to some very individual things. And it's funny, actually, yesterday I had my younger daughter at her annual pediatric visit. And my younger daughter's not vaccinated. And we were sitting with her pediatrician. And my younger daughter happens to be in a school district where masks are mandated. And what I said in front of our pediatrician, and the pediatrician nodded and agreed and said, yep, that's right. I said, you know, she wears a mask, a mask her, her friends are masked. We have reassured her, even if she gets COVID, the overwhelming likelihood, and the pediatrician finished the line, is like, she'll feel crummy for a day or two if she even knows that she's got it. Mm. And that, um, you know, compared to all the other risks we take in life, is just one of many. You know, we drove a car here, and, and that comes with risks too. And our pediatrician was like, yep, exactly. And so where I am, and this is based on my kid having no underlying health issues, mm-hmm. no one in my family having underlying health issues, right? So there's all of these variables that are very, very family dependent, is it's really better for my kid to be at school with peers, yep. seeing friends in those routines. We have seen the mental health data on this. It is disastrous for kids to not be in school. And given that I happen to be in a district where all of the mitigation efforts are in place that can be in place, it's a calculated risk. But it's really hard to stomach that. But I think that's where each individual family needs to get, knowing their particular risk profile and risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the Ask Lisa podcast. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table for settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Just think of all that cash back you can get on those groceries. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today, so the future you will thank you for it. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A getaway with the kids? A spa day for yourself? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. And don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Nerd Wallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Paying for college shouldn't be the hardest part of higher education. Hi, it's Rena Nainen, co-host of the Ask Lisa podcast. I recently spoke with U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona about FAFSA, the free application for student aid. Did you know you can apply for financial aid today and you'll get a response within one to three days? Check out our show notes to the link for the full interview on our Ask Lisa podcast YouTube channel. 
Don't forget to subscribe for the latest videos from Lisa and me. That's the Ask Lisa Podcast YouTube channel. Welcome back to the Ask Lisa podcast. So Lisa, what do you do? I mean, because I think we're both fortunate to sort of live in communities where I think, you know, people are masking up, they're taking precautions. But as this pandemic grows, I am seeing some people want to now unmask in the classroom regardless of Delta. You know, opinions change over the course. How do you bridge that divide with your child if the people they hang out with might have totally different rules at this point in the pandemic? It's so tough, right? It's so tough. And I think part of it is people are just tired. Yes. You know, tired of dealing with it. And so I get it. I don't agree with it personally, but I get it where people are like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I get it. Should this parent reach out to the other mom and have a conversation? When's the point that you need to talk to a parent and have a conversation? Because people are sick of it and you never know how conservative or tolerant or, or where they fall with masks and even vaccinations, right? Yeah. Um, my very strong gut, and I have to unpack where this strong gut is coming from, is that this is not a phone call worth making. Really? What, why do you say that? They're good friends, right? Um, the kids are good friends, right? And so there may even be a long history with the other parent. Um, when it comes to our own children's health choices, unless the law says otherwise, people do get to make the call. And it just so rarely goes well to have another parent weigh in on something as personal as health choices you're making for your child, um, especially if it comes completely unsolicited, right? It'd be one thing if Harriet's mom called and said, you know, we're going back and forth about the vaccine. What do you think? You know, that's, that's one conversation. Right, right. But to call Harriet's folks and be like, you know, I'm wondering. Or can you help me understand, given that you're vaccinated? I just feel like that is going to blow up. And it's either going to blow up on the phone or it's going to just mm. go badly. And and this, you know, this is an interesting thing in parenting because it happens a lot, especially as kids become teenagers, that a parent has information or questions about another kid's behavior around mm -hmm. health or safety. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a tough one. Because it, it very rarely goes well to make an end run around the kids and have it be a phone call parent to parent. But it does raise, now that you mention it, one more possibility for the writer of the letter and her own kid, which is it's an okay conversation maybe for the kids to have. And so it might be worth as a parent saying to the daughter, what's your sense about why Harriet's not vaccinated? You know, just to ask your own kid, like, mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, her parents are vaccinated. Like, what do you know about it? And see if there's any room in there to work. Because maybe the girl has information. Or maybe the girl says, yeah, she's really scared of needles. You know, or maybe there's, you know, something there. There's more information to work with that can be obtained without getting on the horn with Harriet's family and almost certainly creating more trouble. And then, of course, in my dream scenario, <laughs> the parent can be like, oh, she's frightened of needles. Terrific. You can help her with that. I'll help you help her with that. You know, I mean, that would be a wonderful outcome. And needle phobia is not that rare, actually, Rena. It's one of those things that um, is a much bigger player in vaccine refusal than 
necessarily gets acknowledged. Wow. Um, people who don't like needles really don't like needles. Wow. I never knew that. That's so fascinating. You, you know, going back to this letter, um, the mom is acknowledging the friendship is somewhat cooled off and they haven't really invited her to the home. When you're at, I know we've done a podcast about, you know, trying to help kids make new friends and, and you say it's totally possible in the teenage years. But, you know, looking at what really matters at this point, for me going into the pandemic, I just didn't want my kids to be scared, like scared of COVID, create the anxiety in their head. So we talk about it a lot. But what do you think really matters when you've seen the early mental health research and this pandemic and mental health? What do you think matters that parents should focus on in a situation like this when you're coming with families that might not be on the same page as you? It's a great opportunity, actually, to model healthy conflict. You know, it's a great opportunity to talk with your kid about, you know, we don't agree with that family or that family choices are making us uncomfortable. We have options for how to pursue this. Um, you can ask Harriet if you want to about what's going on. You can have her over, but we'll supervise it if you need that. Um, do you want me to reach out to her parent? You know, I'm sure that there will be a big fat <laughs> no to that. <laughs> but what's horrible and full of potential in the pandemic is that kids are watching their parents having to navigate very, very delicate interpersonal interactions. And so let's just then make a master class of it. And so, and this mom from this letter is so clearly equipped to do it. You know, she gets her kids, she thinks in really, you know, kind of multi-perspective ways. And so take advantage of these really awkward situations to think through every possibility, to think through how it could be handled, to think through the unintended consequences of any choice that the child or the parent makes for trying to navigate the conflict. There's never been a scenario where we're going to like what every other family around us does, where we're going to like what other choices parents are making. Um, the <laughs> pandemic has given us 40 versions of that story. <laughs> so why don't we have a lot of dinner table conversations that don't necessarily drive towards a frightened or an ultimatum kind of reaction, but instead sit with that nuance, sit with options, sit with consequences of what may come, you know, that may come as a result of any given choice. Man, you know, a kid who is almost 13 is so ready for this. And it has been brought to this family's doorstep. Wow, that's great advice to have them look at this as a way of modeling how to deal with conflict. I never thought of that. Yeah, well, we might as well get as much out of this pandemic that we yeah. can because so much of it is miserable. So if there, if it can help us in our parenting and help with some of the hardest parts in parenting, yeah. We got to take it. We got to make what we can of it. That's so great. What do you have for us for parenting to go, Lisa? What I'm thinking about in this is this mother's very, very high level of containment that's very impressive. Um, you know, we talked in a past episode about expression and containment. And this mom is doing the most beautiful job of containing her own feelings around this and just weighing and thinking it through. And so I think for parenting to go, what I want us to remember as parents is a lot of our good parenting happens in what we do say, and a lot of our good parenting happens in what we don't say. This mom has not, it seems from the letter, been critical or harsh about this kid. She has not picked up the phone and asked questions of this other family. She's done a beautiful job of containing her own strong reaction, which makes sense. 
the reaction does. And she's laid the groundwork for really deep and thoughtful conversations with her own kid. It's great. Next week, we're going to talk about how you can build your kid's confidence and self-esteem. Thank you, Lisa. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Ask Lisa podcast so you get the episodes just as soon as they drop. And send us your questions to Lisa at drlisademore.com. And now a word from our lawyers. The advice provided on this podcast does not constitute or serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment, therapy, or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you have concerns about your child's well-being, consult a physician or mental health professional. If you're looking for additional resources, check out Lisa's website at drlisademore.com. We'll see you next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.